The Super Bowl is here, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Chiefs and it's the Niners in Vegas. It's the final game of the year for all the marbles, rings, NFL history, and legacies are on the line. So let's break it all the way down and tell you who is winning Super Bowl 58. This is coming up next on The House Call. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Sammy Gage and Hussein. My name is Matt. And before we break down everything about Super Bowl 58, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this video, and that is Lids. Lids.com is the number one place for hats, all teams, all styles, all brands. Obviously, you got hats, you got shirts, you got jerseys, and much more from official leagues and brands. They ship free to any store or on $50 orders online, and they've got new codes up every day because they are trying to save you some money people i can't even tell you how many hats i've got from lids in my life their brick and mortar store in the fifth avenue mall in anchorage alaska was a staple of my childhood and now their website is a staple of my adulthood so hit the link in the description to get your favorite team's favorite gear at lids lids any team anytime anywhere now it is time for some Super Bowl 58 discussion. The last game of the season is upon us, which is equally extremely exciting and extremely sad considering we won't have football for seven months after this game. But this is what we've all been waiting for, and there are a lot of storylines to get into. So let's start with that guy who everyone loves to talk about, and that is Patrick bleeping Mahomes already an all-time great and already in his fourth Super Bowl in his sixth season as a starter and he's looking for his third ring at just 28 years old this regular season was obviously his most challenging but he and the Chiefs have flipped that switch in the postseason so I am gonna go to gauge on this one first my man I want to know where would this Super Bowl rank obviously if Mahomes wins it amongst all of Mahomes accomplishments so far Against all of his accomplishments so far, honestly, probably the least of the three of his Super, super Bowls mm. for his legacy. Like, legacy-wise, yes, it's huge getting the third ring, but for what he's done this far, yeah, I think it's been more impressive that he got there and what he's gone through to get there the first couple times. More. Where more. He's faced teams um, other than Josh Allen, who he habitually beats everywhere, every year to get there anyway. Uh he beat teams that can't win in the playoffs. Lamar showed us he still can't win in the playoffs. Even that's the best team Damn. he's been on the field with. Like it's, it's hard to say. We all wanted to see Lamar win that game. He just can't do it still. And like uh, Lamar will be there in the same situation next year to try and prove us wrong once again. But like yes, the receiving core has been awful, and but their defense has been phenomenal getting them there. Their defense is a lot. We'll talk about it later again. But defense is a lot under 17 points a game in the playoffs. That's how you win playoff games. Like, it's been the defense wins championships. It became a thing because it's a real thing. So, his accomplishments-wise, I think he's done way more impressive things in his tenure as quarterback. And, but for his legacy-wise, the third ring is massive. Mm-hmm. Third ring in like what year seven, year six, six, yeah, six, six. is a starter, yeah. So, legacy wise, it's bananas, but purely accomplishment wise of winning it, I think he's done crazier things in the, the first six years. 
Yeah, I see your point. I mean, obviously his first year, you know, comes out, throws 50 touchdowns with Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey, you know, a ridiculous start to his career. It's hard to kind of, you know, build upon that. But I think he's a, he's just this year. He's been just a different type of great, you know, like that that was like the obvious, like over the top great. And this year is like he's had to be like like I said on, you know, before the playoffs are, I was like, he's got to be more of a game manager in the playoffs if they want to have success. And I think that's what he's been so far in this postseason. But Sammy, I'm going to you, man. If Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, where does it rank amongst all? All of his accomplishments so far i mean it's got to be up there i know i understand gage's point i i mean i get it I, the road to get to there is um by the way very disrespectful of you just like completely crapping on my dolphins like that by the way but i completely understand the sentiment uh i'm gonna allow it and let it slide because i am a man of peace and not of war anyway yeah whatever um yeah look i digress on that look anyway <laughs> Look, Patrick Mahomes, it's got to be up there. I mean, look, if you put the receivers up there and put a list of his receivers this year and compare it to what it has been in the past, I mean, my goodness, it's like black and white. I mean, you want to talk about electrifying. He had Tyree Kill, Miko Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. He had a track star his first year, couple years in the league. The track star leaves. He wins a Super Bowl. The tracks, the the remaining parts of whatever kind of track star that left last year leave. So now he's stuck with crumbs, and he took the crumbs and made it into uh, a beef Wellington, which I can't really understand how he did it, but he did it. So look, it's got to be up there. And I understand, you know, he went up against uh, the Miami Dolphins. Look, the Miami Dolphins were. A really good offense this year. Say what you want about their strength schedule. This was one of the best offenses in the league. And they made that offense look pedestrian, weak. They made it look terrible, like the Jets offense. And then they go up against the Bills, and the Bills are just utterly... Like, they were... What the fuck am I catching strays out here? Wait, what, what the hell? What do you mean? Why am I it was bad. Strays? Hold on. It was bad. It just was. Look, you're, oh, you you're ruining my point. You're gonna like said any other bad offense? No, the Jets were like one of the look. Look, we're, we could get into semantics all week long, but the, the point is they were a bad. The, the Dolphins' offense was bad this playoff game. Okay, Zach Wilson level bad. Anyway, look, the Bills. He then goes against the Bills, and everybody thinks, oh, he has never played a road game. The narrative with Mahomes then became, oh, he's never played on the road. Well, surely when he's on the road, things are different. He goes to Buffalo and he beats Buffalo, which, by the way, Buffalo is never beating him. It's just never going to happen. And then he goes against the Ravens, who were one of the most dominant teams in NFL history, statistically. Like, we're talking about statistically one of the most dominant teams. They beat the Niners, beat the Brakes out of the Niners, beat the Brakes out of the Dolphins. They did it against the Lions. They did it against, like, all these elite teams. They couldn't hang with the Ravens. But you want to know who could? the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and you want to know why it's because Patrick Mahomes quite frankly ladies and gentlemen is the best QB in the league and he's the best QB ever and when you're the best QB ever you always find a way and Patrick Mahomes just like the greatest of all time Tom Brady does he found a way to make it to the Super Bowl and I'd say it's really up there because the, the weapons he has had combined with like all the adversity he had to face, I think it's up there. 
I mean, it's got to be, I mean, you know, getting there with, you know, some of the receivers he's had. Obviously, Rasheed Rice has come on in this, in this you know, second half of the season. He looks like a really, really good young receiver. Obviously, you still have Travis Kelsey there. But it looks like, you know, it, even at the end of the regular season, Kelsey wasn't looking like the same type of Kelsey that we've been accustomed to. But, you know, he's flipped that switch in the playoffs, too. And now he's back to being, you know, arguably one of the greatest playoff weapons uh, in the history of football. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's up there for Mahomes for sure. Uh, Hussein, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? If Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, where does it rank amongst all of his accomplishments? It puts him in a certain category, right? When we're talking about the greats, it puts him in with Tom Brady and it puts him in with Joe Montana and maybe Terry Bradshaw if you guys had a good relationship with your grandfathers, right? As the only team to go ahead and have back-to-back seasons. For me personally, the win does nothing other than confirm what I'm seeing already, which is we're witnessing the birth and we're in the midst of watching what is trajectory to be the greatest quarterback in the world. With all respect to Joe Montana and all respect to Tom Brady, when you look at Pat Mahomes' records and his stats right now, he is blowing these guys' numbers out of the water in addition to just getting the opportunity year after year to compete for a title. It puts him in that historical context already where you get to say, hey, he's one of the few guys, the Bart Stars, the Troy Aikmans, the Montanas, the guys like Brady that have won the back-to-back. But if you're honestly being a student of of what we're witnessing, look, man, I struggled a little bit with watching Brady do what he did, especially when Brady lost a Super Bowl. I held on to it. Montana never won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady's the greatest, right? It just is what it is, right? We're now witnessing that again with Pat Mahomes. He's not there yet. So I wouldn't go yet to say he's the greatest ever, but the trajectory is so much farther than what we had with Brady and Montana, where we were still kind of wrestling with that, but with Pat. The likelihood is, is that if this guy wins this bowl, joins that back-to-back club, pulls, he does not need to win as many bowls as Brady, in my opinion. This isn't going to do anything other than confirm what I'm already sitting back and witnessing. And I think a lot of us are. Maybe if you're a Niner fan, you you have a little bit of resentment. Or if you're a Patriots fan. But we're watching. We're watching the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And that'll get changed in a couple of years. But he's so far out there that all this victory will do is just confirm and give me the opportunity to text my boys that are Montana and Brady guys and go, y'all see what I'm talking about? That's pretty much the only thing that we're really reconciling here with with Pat Mahomes. So for me, I mean, as far as that goes, Mm -hmm. I I think you have to get, you have to, and I think this is how it's always worked as far as any GOAT debate goes. I think you have to get to three championships before you're even allowed into the into the debate. I mean, I think that's kind of where basically everybody was. It, you know, if you want to talk basketball players, that's kind of how it was for Jordan. He had to get three, and then people started calling him the best. If you're a LeBron guy, it was after that third one where you saw, started calling him the best. Montana, he had to get three, four before they started calling him the best. Brady, same thing. He had to get three, four before they started calling him the best. So I think Mahomes has to get that third championship before where he's allowed in the discussion in my opinion and two I think a lot of because I see a lot obviously you know I'm obviously a Brady guy everybody in here can tell I'm a Tom Brady guy by the the picture up into my corner here uh but I think the discussion becomes a little skewed because of how 
Brady started his career because obviously Brady started his career with teams like Mahomes has now, you know, where it was, wasn't very good weapons and it was a really good defense and he wasn't asked to do a lot, right? So people comparing Brady's numbers through his first seven seasons to Mahomes numbers through or six or seven seasons to Mahomes numbers through his first six or seven seasons where Mahomes had Andy Reid, the greatest offensive mind ever, Tyree Kill, one of the greatest wide receivers ever, and Travis Kelsey, one of the greatest tight ends ever. I don't think that's a fair comparison stat-wise. Now, and obviously it was a different era as well because Brady's playing, and what people don't recognize about Brady too, Brady was playing in an era early on, obviously not later in his career when it changed, but early on he's playing in an era where they can still hit the receivers. Brady, there's a couple clips of Brady getting his head absolutely knocked the hell off by defensive players then too, you know? So they're playing in different eras. Now I do understand the the argument for Mahomes, obviously, you know, he can just do things that Brady can't do as far as athleticism goes. But, you know, I think the stat argument is a little bit skewed in Mahomes' favor because of those couple of things. Even when it's that far apart, look, Joe Montana... I wouldn't he he concedes that Brady's the GOAT, but when he's on the Dan Patrick show and he's done this on multiple occasions, he's kind of always thrown the I never got to play out of the shotgun. So the problem with these GOAT debates is when we're when we're seeing these 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 freaks that come every 10, 15 years, the game is so different within that span. Changes a lot. But even with you're saying it right now, even within Brady's era. You saw a completely different game of what Brady was playing towards the end of his career, towards how the game was played towards the beginning of, of his career. My, my my only objection to all of it, and, and, and it's something, again, I had to wrestle with it. The gap between those two guys right now, we're not talking about a guy that Brady at this point had, I don't know, let's just throw fake numbers out there, 15,000 yards and Pat was at, 17. No, it's Brady was here and Pat is so many years ahead. What this year has proven to me from Pat Mahomes, which we saw early on in Tom's career, which maybe we're seeing, maybe not necessarily in Brock's career because of the personnel, but the way that he's running the scheme is we're seeing maturity out of Pat. We're not seeing the same thing we saw out of Lamar Jackson in that AFC championship game where Lamar... Something happened to Lamar, in my opinion, where he said, I'm going to be a pocket quarterback against Mahomes. Yep. You're not winning that game. And Mahomes yep. decided, I'm going to let this defense win this game and us not make any big mistakes. So you saw this swapping of philosophical approaches by both of these quarterbacks. Lamar seemed to want to go ahead and compete with a guy he doesn't have to throw a pass against. No, Mahomes is on the other sideline, but you saw Lamar Jackson that kind of didn't play his game. And we really just saw this pocket passing Lamar where Mahomes really said, you know what? I'm going to show you how much I've matured, how much I'm becoming a veteran here. And I'm not going to go out here and look for 450 yards mm -hmm. and four touchdowns. And that right there, you usually see at the beginning of a career because maybe they're a little hesitant. What you're seeing it in now and Pat just has to do with maturity and what a legend is in the making. And he does, and and to and to your point, I mean that's the biggest evolution in Mahomes' game is he's learned, like you said, he kind of learned backwards. He kind of started off as the as the high flying, you know, throwing for fifty touchdowns, five thousand yards, and he's had to work backwards just because of the weapons that he's had, you know. So he plays. He the the thing that made Brady so great was his situational. He knew how the game flow was going. He knew whether it was going to be a low scoring game or a high scoring game, and his play was based off of that. You know, sure. and Mahomes has that same thing. Mahomes has that exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And he's able to determine last week, 
They didn't score in the second half because Mahomes said, I'm not taking no chances until you guys prove you can score on my defense. And that's exactly what Tom Brady did for 20 years. And the my, my only problem with that is we didn't seem to give Brady credit for that. We always seem to be like, oh, see, Brady's getting carried by his defenses. And now when Mahomes has a defense that's capable of doing something like what? that, it's like, it's like, well, look at Mahomes. He's just doing the, he's doing this. So, you know, because he knows his defense is going to get stops. It's like, well, don't you think that's what Brady was doing too? You know, so that's my, that's my issue is that with that is because I think people who are trying to take away from Brady don't realize that Mahomes is just doing the exact same thing right now that Brady was doing before. Yeah. And, and only schmucks don't like Brady that kind of credit. Cause Brady was like, again, Brady at the time. Brady at the time was never really, you said it, Matt, like he never needed to because Belichick's defense was always amazing. Why would you want, it's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. My defense is top five. Why am I going to force it with limited receivers, an offensive line that's not necessarily the best? So my only thing is, and this is kind of why I lean towards Patrick Mahomes as being the best QB ever, not the greatest, but the best. As soon as Patrick Mahomes came into the league, in my opinion, he was the best QB in the league. And, and and you saw it from an eye test perspective. You didn't have to see it from you you didn't you really didn't have to like see like let the game flow out. If you watched him play, eye test says it. This is the best QB you'll ever see. Like that from the way he contorts his body to make these throws, his arm strength, his accuracy, and that's like one of his most underrated traits how accurate he actually is. On top of the fact how mobile he is, you don't really need to let things play out to understand, hey, like he has all that and then add on that the winning. Like you can't, you can't really teach any of that. So look, Brady will always have my respect for being the greatest of all time. Uh, I'm never going to say he, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest until like he proves that he is the greatest, which uh, that's way down the line. But in terms of like the best QB ever, like I'm talking about eye test, clutch gene, decision-making, situational football, I don't think we're ever going to see a QB like Patrick Mahomes ever again. And I think you could easily make the Brady's just as good in everything but eye test argument. Obviously, Mahomes, the yeah. the, the, the edge Mahomes has is the eye test. He's He's yeah. got the athleticism and he's got all the arm angles. I would give Brady the edge in everything else right now. Obviously, we still have to see, you That's know, fair. Mahomes has... Mahomes has 10 to 15 years, so hopefully, obviously, knock on wood of a career that, you know, we're going to have to see from him. But, you know, it's 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 special to see. And I, I'm thankful that I'm not one of like the like super like, obviously, I don't know if Mahomes is going to be able to do anything where I'm officially going to admit that Patrick Mahomes is better just because I'm such a Brady guy. But I, I, I have the ability to I'm not like other Patriots fans where it's like he's got to get to 13 rings. It's like, no, like if he no. if he gets to a certain point, it's like. Gotta, if he loses, if he loses to Mr. Irrelevant, yeah. oh my goodness, there's no way. We Please, we man. we got to give this dude his credit, and again, we got to just sit back. What what I don't like from other people is like they just see somebody who's great, and they just like try to take away from him just so, just because they can. It's like, dude, the guy is like one of the most fun to watch, greatest players that we've ever seen. Let's just sit back and watch the guy play great football, you know. So, uh, and that's what I'm gonna do, and we're probably gonna be able to see that for a lot longer time. So, yeah, this Super Bowl is gonna be right up there for one of his biggest accomplishments. I think last year was a pretty big accomplishment too, considering he won the MVP, ran through the playoffs with, you know, 
basically the same receiver core swap out Juju Smith-Schuster and Rasheed Rice, you know? So I think last year was a little more impressive. Uh, obviously, the offensive line's a little bit different this year too, but um, I, I think this is going to be right up there with one of his most impressive uh, feats for sure. One last point with the Mahomes thing, and this is going to be an interesting story when it happens, which we did not see with Brady until later on in his career. I don't think Andy Reid stays as long as yes. Belichick does did with Brady. So the question, and this is going to be the equivalent of the Brady move to Tampa, which was if, if Andy is out of here in two, three more years, you're still year nine in Pat's career where he, Brady still had Belichick. And now, you know, whether it's an Eric the enemy that's coming in or it's an outside, you know, an outside hire, it's going to be interesting to see if the retirement of Andy Reid, if it comes prematurely than it did for Bill Belichick, plays a part in the narrative of where Pat's career is trajectory. Definitely. There's no doubt. I mean, we saw that, like you said, I think that's kind of been the d differentiator for Brady so far. I mean, people were talking about, oh, Brady's a system quarterback. You know, still there was still that crowd even when he had six <laughs> rings, you know, and then and then he went over to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl and then that crowd had to shut up. Like, there was no other choice, you know. So, if there's a, for some reason, there's a Mahomes as a system quarterback crowd out there, you know, with Andy Reid and, and if he comes out and, you know, he gets a new coach and he struggles, you know, again, that's going to work to his detriment, you know. So, again, there's going to be a lot of factors determinant in this but for me, he's got to get to that third ring before we officially have that discussion as far as Patrick Mahomes goes. So, But either way, I mean, this is going to be an impressive accomplishment for him either way if they do decide to get it done. But with that, I want to transition over. And I want to talk about this Chiefs defense, man. Obviously, listen, these guys have been incredible all year. I mean, they've been super good. They've been a top three defense in football this entire season and almost all statistics. And then they've been lights out in this postseason, holding Tua, Josh Allen, and Lamar to just 13.7 points per game in the playoffs and always seemingly get a timely stop or a play whenever they need it. This has been a great, great defense so far this season. So, Sammy, I want to kick it to you, man. How much credit does this Chiefs defense for getting them to this point so far? All of it. All of it. All the credit. Wow. And I know, and I know, you know, people are going to be like, what? You just went on this entire tangent about Patrick Mahomes. Relax. Okay, take a chill pill. Relax. I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes doesn't deserve any credit. Okay, but I'm saying the Chiefs defense deserves. I'm playing around, guys. He deserves. Look, let me restart that again. <laughs> Wait, you, you I got, got confused because you said I was, all the credit, I, and then you were like, all the credit. Yeah, yeah, some like, credit. And I, I, I was completely. Like, Wait, he's not on defense. Look, let me let me let me restart that again. Look, the Chiefs defense gets majority of the credit, obviously. Okay, and 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 I think that Patrick Mahomes definitely deserves a slice of it because he's Patrick Mahomes and he's the best QB ever. But the Chiefs defense, one thousand percent. Like, without it, there is no Super Bowl at all. I mean, you're leave, you're going up against these elite defenses, and they're just not doing anything. Elite offenses, rather. They're just not doing anything. Like, they're literally not doing anything. Like, so the the top offenses, whether it's with two, whether it's two on the Dolphins, whether it's Josh Allen and the Bills, whether it's Lamar Jackson, the MVP, it doesn't matter. You're not scoring. It, 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 it literally doesn't. Whether it's Ben Don't Break, get a sack it doesn't matter and and that's what's dangerous is that this team is up there with leading leading the league in sacks and on top of that their secondary is probably their strength that's like scary that's scary to me that their secondary is their strength but they still produce pressure at an elite rate that's not that's not normal and and you know there was a time where this Chiefs defense was really good like before Patrick Mahomes got there 
and and it's funny because like back then they were just known for being like this this elite defense back then at least they were a consistent defense rather then Mahomes got there and that defense was quite literally the worst in the league and one of the worst defenses in history and then throughout the years it'd be like yeah they're average but then the playoffs would come and they're elite then the next year would come average but then they're elite this year it's different because this year they've been elite and then they've been elite and elite and elite like it's been crazy and 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 uh i forget his first name i think it's dean spags right it's dean or is it steve Steve. i want to steve Steve, steve spagnolo is um i think you said this matt in the chat he's he's probably one of the best big game defensive coordinators ever and he might be the best ever because what he has been able to do and be able to game plan against these elite offenses and leave them completely scoreless some quarters some halves some games he needs to get a, a, also a lot of the credit as well and and since he's like hand in hand with the defense he will look this defense is going to be the reason they win the super bowl like let's not make this like i want to make this about patch mahomes really bad for agenda and semantics reasons but at the end of the day at the back of my mind much like brady the reason we're talking about like mahomes being up there with the all-time great qbs is because he's had this top five defense this year yeah no doubt i mean this defense i mean you look at even from the start of the year we knew this was going to be the strength of the team i mean they're they're such 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 a good unit those two corners that they got outside sneed mcduffie absolute lockdown chris jones up front i mean they got so just a lot of talent and like you mentioned sammy steve spagnolo and i I said it in the chat best big game defensive coordinator out there he always has a a game plan in a big game that's going to stop whatever offense uh he's he's going on with so yeah i'm i'm completely right there with you it's it's a big chunk of the credit goes to that defense hussein what do you think man what percentage of the credit goes to this chief's defense for this uh for this run that they're on make believe percent number here is 97 percent. i liked courageous sammy i don't like backpedaling sammy <laughs> courageous sammy was right look if we, let's use the 49ers as an example here because the narrative that gets forced down our throat sometimes is to a point where it's ridiculous if Brock Purdy's numbers, which were for all intents and purposes better than I would say Pat's numbers this year, but the 49er defense played like Kansas City, this entire 49er narrative would be about the 49er defense, but it's Brock Purdy. Pat Mahomes cannot have the elite level statistical year that he usually has and his defense play all world, but we still want to go ahead and give credit to Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes right. played a great year. This defense is absolutely cracked out of its mind. We just talked about it right now with the AFC Championship game. Why didn't Mahomes feel the need that he had to do much in the second half against the Ravens? Because the Kansas City defense. Who was the guy that held out in week one in that Detroit loss? You had Chris Jones. He comes in. He's not playing for 700K and a Milky Way anymore. Now he's getting paid and now you're staying productive. You talk about those two outside corners. One of the few corners and secondaries that actually play man defense and actually ball out. This defense, Sammy said it, will be the reason I don't think this is a high-scoring game and will be the reason that if Kansas City wins, hopefully they won't, I'm Cuban, I'll be doing my pots and pan rituals here soon, (laughs) will be because 
of this Kansas City defense and them getting in the face of Brock Purdy, stuffing the run, jamming those receivers, and limiting all those all pros that play for the 49ers concentrated down to Brock Purdy. But I'm telling you right now, the Niner defense did not play up to par this year, yet they're still every show well, it's the Niner defense that's... Ca and I'm like, you're not even watching now. If you're still right. saying that it's the Niner defense that's carrying this team, you're just not watching the game. And I think in fairness to that Kansas City defense, without taking anything from Pat Mahomes, but if we're sitting here and going, well, this was the greatest Pat Mahomes thing and he's leading them. No, look, I get it. Nobody on the defense is dating, oh, I don't know, Miley Cyrus and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and they don't have Pat Mahomes playing safety. This defense is the stop and go of this team. This year, maybe it won't be next year. Maybe it wasn't in years past. But this year, which is what we're talking about, 48 hours mm. from the Super Bowl, this Kansas City defense is the pinnacle and the sole thing that gets them to that Lombardi trophy. Without a doubt, I mean, we even saw it week we we even saw it week one. I mean, the 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 Lions put up twenty one in that game, and seven of them was on a Kadarius Tony Tony drop and a pick six. You know, so they allowed fourteen points to a Lions team without Chris Jones, that ended up being one of the best offenses in football. You know, so I mean, the the team is just unbelievable. And then obviously, ten points to Lamar Jackson last week is crazy. You know, after they were running through the entire NFL, uh, it's it's ridiculous. You know, so yeah, this Chiefs defense man i mean they deserve tons and tons of credit gage i'm kicking it to you man how much credit does this chief's defense deserve for this run that they're on uh if you know imaginary numbers going in here once again to play i'm gonna say at least 90 percent um mm. nice man. Especially, too. especially in the playoffs like you said it before pat mahomes doesn't have to do anything ridiculous to win these games because no one can score on his defense like, he doesn't have to be stressed like you just play normal football, not turn the ball over, throw for like two touchdowns, and you win a game. Like it's the easiest gig in the NFL right now to to play for a defense like that. So they don't get enough credit, especially just historically how bad they've been on these Super Bowl teams. Um, so to have a defense like that like, and still be able to keep Kelsey Mahomes. And your offense isn't playing, no, isn't putting up 40 a game anymore, but you don't need to because your defense is giving up at worst 21. And like, I bet all day that Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs offense can score 21 points minimum. So I'm going to take the odds there and say, yeah, probably a good chance the defense keeps playing like that. But if they don't have this defense, I don't, you never know what you, like, you never know how things play out in Buffalo, you know, things how play out in Baltimore last week. But the defense has played even better in the postseason than the regular season. That's what you need from your defense, especially top-tier defenses. No doubt about it. I mean, I'm right there with you guys. I'm giving a lot of credit to this defense. I'm not giving 90, 95%. I said 75%. That was my number. I'm giving 75% credit to the defense because uh, Gage can vouch for this, not to throw shade at your Jets again, but if you don't have an offense, if you don't have a quarterback, if you don't have any of that, it does not matter. 
how good your defense is. You just won't win. You know, uh, the Jets had a horrible situation there. They had a great defense and a horrible offensive situation, and you're under 500. You know, I give 25% of the credit to Andy Reid, Mahomes, and Kelsey because without those guys, this even with a defense this good, again, the football is such a complimentary game. You have to play on both sides of the ball. Again, those sides complement each other so well, especially in this playoffs without Mahomes turning the football over. They complement each other so well that, you know, it allows them to be as good as they are in the postseason. So I'm still going to give a quarter of the credit to Mahomes, Andy Reid, and, and, and Travis Kelsey. But yeah, the, the vast majority of that credit definitely goes to that defense because that defense is 100%. The, it's the best in football right now. There's no doubt about it. it they, they proved it over the Ravens. They proved it over just about the, the Browns. They proved it over just about anybody else who was in that discussion in the playoffs. And, you know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, man, who would have thought a couple years ago we talk, we'd be talking about these guys as a defensive juggernaut on the defensive end. Uh, but that shows you how good that GM, Brent Veach, is and how good their front office is completely flipping their style of football and still winning games, man. That's They just got winners in their organization. There's no doubt about it. But I want to transition. I know Hussein wants to talk some Niners. So, matter of fact, let's talk some Niners, man, as they are now in their second Super Bowl in five years and have been to four conference championships uh, in, in those five years, including three straight. This is all led by head coach Kyle Shanahan, who was obviously a really good head coach and incredible offensive mind, but has had some moments in big games where he has come up just a little bit short. So, Hussein, I have no better place to start than with you on this one, my man. Do you trust Kyle Shanahan and this big game being the Super Bowl. Other than the 28-3 debacle to the Patriots, if I asked 100 hardcore football fans, who is the defensive coordinator for the 49ers the year that they gave up the third and 15 play to Tyreek Hill, which, by the way, included a hold on John on Nick Boza, which we won't go ahead and talk about. When we, when we talk about the offensive play that he dialed up that had to do with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing it to Emmanuel Sanders, which was the right play call, and he dropped it. How much do I trust Kyle Shanahan? I trust Kyle Shanahan 100%. I don't have a problem with Kyle Shanahan's play calling. I have a problem with the execution that has had plagued him in these situations. You can't have Jimmy Garoppolo hit Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, Sanders and he drops it in that play right after Kansas City went ahead and took the lead on us. This year, you saw... You saw something that we haven't seen before with Jimmy Garoppolo. One of the pushbacks that I always get as a Niner fan is, well, Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers are very comparable to the fact that he won as often as Brock Purdy. Jimmy Garoppolo was never in MVP talks. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't being asked to throw eight times in a playoff game. So we can at least begin with the foundation that Kyle Shanahan trusts Brock Purdy more than he did Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, wrong, or indifferent? Who knows? You had a small sample size with Jimmy Garoppolo with CMC where the numbers bumped up a little bit where now we've got a year and a half of Brock Purdy with those same numbers increasingly higher. I trust him now because I believe he trusts the guys that are on that offense a lot more than he trusted a Jimmy Garoppolo or Raheem Mosert, who respectively had a great game against the Green Bay Packers. The, the fact of the matter is, is that when you've got seven all pros on your team, your play calling is more than likely going to get executed at a higher percentage than when you've got, again, a big play needed from a Raheem Mostert or just an Elijah Mitchell or a Jimmy Garoppolo throwing it again to a, you know, to, to, to whoever there. I trust Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan has been one of the more consistent coaches in the league. And Kyle Shanahan, when we talked about the Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady trajectory, 
we're seeing a lot of similarities between a Kyle Shanahan who has now gone to NFC Championship, NFC Championship, and a Super Bowl, much like the elderman that he is playing across the field in Kansas City when we saw Andy Reid lose three NFC Championship games, lose to Tom Brady with Donovan McNabb, and then got his Pat Mahomes. Bill Belichick got his Pat Mahomes earlier in his career. Andy Reid got him now. Is the young man from Iowa State the Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady for Kyle Shanahan? I don't know, but here's what I do know, that the play calling that Kyle Shanahan has and the execution that Brock Purdy has is being eclipsed at a higher percent than previous years, including an MVP year by Matt Ryan, which is why I say other than that 28-3 debacle, I, I understand what the narrative has to be. And I haven't even brought up the fact that he's come back in his last two playoff games. Yeah. I trust Kyle Shanahan. Without even including those two games, I would just go ahead and point to the fact that the likelihood that you're going to be down 17 points to Detroit is a higher percent of coming back when you've got Christian McCaffrey, Debo, IU, and Brock Purdy, as opposed to Raheem Moser, Cal Juszczyk, a young, D, you know, a young Debo, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, respect Juice. My goodness. That, you. that seemed out oh, of bro. bad taste. No, I no, I didn't like the way you said that, Hussein. My goodness. I didn't like the tone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't like that one bit. There's some good points in there, though, Hussein. I mean, like yeah. you said, I mean, he's obviously proven a lot, especially in the regular season. And, I mean, like you mentioned, Jimmy Garoppolo is not like a – I don't think anybody thinks of him as a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. You know, like he hasn't been – you know, we, we've seen him in other places now, and it hasn't looked great. You know, so uh, the fact that Kyle Shanahan made him look as good as he is, you know, I think that speaks a lot to how good Kyle Shanahan is as a head football coach. But, Gage, I'm going to go to you, man. What do you think? Do you trust Kyle Shanahan in this big game? I'm not gonna be as animated as Hussein going into this because uh, he he's is some, now after my take. He's got he's got some skin in the game, <laughs> and I'm far from it. Um, the biggest thing is, do I trust Kyle Shanahan? Yes, 100, percent 100. percent He is one of the best coaches in the league. If you think otherwise, I don't know what you've been watching for the last couple of years. He did it again. Matt alluded to it, that Matt Ryan, and and. Yes, that game turned out how it is, but like, how much of that was on Kyle Shanahan? Like, how much did you put of that on Kyle Shanahan? Like, I, I put a good amount. Can you name the defensive coordinator for the Niners that year? Which year, 2019? Yeah. Robert Sala, wasn't it? Was it Sala? Yeah. It was Robert Sala, yeah. Who do you think drew up that play? New York Jets legend, by the way. Okay. Anyway. That's not true. Sorry, answer the question, Gage. Answer the question, Gage. Sammy, you just put him in a blender right there, dude. You put his mind in in, in shambles there. Bro, I'm having fucking Vietnam flashbacks. Over here. Damn. <laughs> anyway, yes, I trust Kyle Shanahan. He has a body of work, and his biggest flaw that we've been saying for the past couple weeks is can he play from behind? He has terrible numbers playing from behind, and he's done that the last two weeks. In the biggest spots where you need, like, you really needed it. It was do or die. You have to come back. You're down one score in the fourth. Okay, you proved that number one. Now you're down and going into the second half, and you have even worse numbers going down, and you're down 20, was it, seven, 17 going into after the end of the half? Yeah, 17 and, points, yeah. And it was another tick in Kyle Shanahan's overcoming a lot of stuff that he's been knocked for in his coaching career. So it's big steps for him. And big stuff for Brock Purdy, too, coming back from adversity like that. 
that big ups for the offense and defense locking it down and getting into but you can't play that slow game against Patrick Mahomes so you just get it eat get thrown into the dust but my only knock for Kyle Shanahan is yes I trust Kyle Shanahan but I trust the guy across on the other sideline way more mm. That's fair, too. I mean, that's fair, too. We've seen it from Andy Reid. But again, I think before he got Patrick Mahomes, I think there were similar questions, oh, yeah. like who kind of Hussein was mentioning about Andy Reid, you know? So uh, it's a lot easier to have those questions answered when you have with a better quarterback than Jimmy With a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo at court. Oh, without a doubt. With Donovan McNabb. Without a doubt, yeah. McNabb and, you know, he had other guys, too. Mike Vick, you know, he had, you know, some of those other guys that he had were definitely Mitchell. better than yeah true he he he, he definitely <laughs> had he, all he had was better options than jimmy garoppolo that's all yeah. he had you know so so uh but yeah i mean it's low hanging true i feel bad a, sorry jimmy uh, i mean jimmy's handsome he can deal with it he, he don't gotta he don't gotta worry about us yeah he's good yeah he, he going out with uh he going out with porn stars and stuff like that he's all right so uh sammy i'm gonna kick it to you bro what do you think man how, how much wow he's also finessing the raiders what at a- millions of dollars what a segue okay let's just talk about the fact that jimmy's going out with okay anyway look my man do i trust kyle shanahan my goodness do i trust kyle shanahan i'll be honest with you guys i don't know i don't know i i I really don't that means no that means no way. i don't know what you're talking about lat matt let me think Mm -hmm. about this for a second look Look, look, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was working. Hey, real quick, real quick. I was working. If your girl asks you, if your girl asks you if you love her and you say, I don't know, what's she going to think? Okay. First of all, let's not bring Christina Bellinger yeah. into this. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, 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 and second, and, and second of all, and second of all, look, man, <laughs> that was, you got me. You got me. But See? look, look, yeah. look, look, I, I got to say this though. I got to say this. I've been thinking about this. I was at Chick-fil-A today. And I was, I was thinking to myself, man, as I was bagging this spicy chicken sandwich with pepper jack and bacon, and I was thinking to myself, should I trust Kyle Shanahan to win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, uh, Mr. Irrelevant? And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, that's not all he has. He has Christian McCaffrey. He has Debo Samuel. Kyle Shanahan has never had this assortment of weapons before. So the fact that he's been to a Super Bowl with jimmy garoppolo and those assortment of weapons he had back then is impressive all the way so i thought about this and i'm like you're damn right i trust kyle shanahan because the last two playoff games it was and i'm gonna keep reiterating this i feel like a broken record saying this what has been the knock on the niners they are front runners they don't know how to play from behind and when it happens it's over matt alluded to this matt even said at one point don't let the Lions get into a big lead or it's over. Well, that aged like milk because they came back. Somehow they came back. I didn't think it was possible, but they did. So I think that demon, they crossed two demons already. Now they're going to they're gonna have to face Satan himself along with all the Swifties. And, and it's just going to be a, a very, very big, big challenge there. It's going to be a very huge challenge. But look, man, he's already he's already surpassed the coming back. He's, he has a better roster than ever before. What we need to worry about instead, forget Kyle Shanahan for a second. What about the defense and what they're going to do? Yeah. Okay, and we're going to talk about our keys to win later on. So I'll get back to the defense later. 
But Kyle Shanahan, I think, has earned his flowers. And I think he has a better offensive roster than ever before. So I'm going to give him... I'm going to say, yes, I trust Kyle Shanahan. And I don't think him losing the Super Bowl this year is going to say we can't... I, I don't think that proves that we can't trust him. I just think he's facing his his match. And that is Andy Reid. I think, yeah, I don't... I wouldn't say that... Well, maybe I would. I would have to think about that a little bit more. Uh, I wouldn't... I, I would agree. I would. It would depend on how the Super Bowl went. It, 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 depending on, you know, if we say we can trust Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Or not. If it goes... Game script matters. If it goes like 28-3 goes, I think it's very fair to say we don't trust Kyle Shanahan. So for me, I still don't trust him yet. I think for me, as far as a coach goes, I would compare him to Lamar Jackson. He would be my coach player comparison. He's the Lamar Jackson of coaches, which right now he's obviously great. The results speak for himself, but in the big moment, he's a bit inconsistent. So I can't give you my trust yet. We've seen big leads blown. Granted, like Hussein said, it is with Jimmy Garoppolo, but we've seen big leads blown 10 point lead in the Super Bowl versus Kansas City, 10 point lead in this NFC championship game versus the Rams. When he was the, obviously when he was with Atlanta, the 25 point lead in the Super Bowl. I can't get those things out of my mind. I need him to see, I need to see a really great game from him start to finish and then you can earn my trust but again in big moments he hasn't been cons been consistent yet so i can't do it yet okay i can't quite do it yet with kyle shanahan because i need to see more in a big moment and for me i think once you win once you win a super bowl then all trust is forgiven you're uh, every everyone trusts you because you've done it before right i think until you see it be done i don't think you can be fully trusted so i definitely do not trust kyle shanahan fully yet because i need to see him do it you you've got a talented enough roster to do it i need to see you do it uh in in, in this super bowl you know so if, if he does it in the super bowl yeah he's got my trust but until then i don't trust him 100 percent. what do you guys think about that I think we become prisoners of the moment in a lot of the ways that we view sports. If Kyle Shanahan wins the Super Bowl, and let's just say he doesn't trail. Let's just say it's a low-scoring 21-17 game. Not saying that that's my prediction. The 21-17 game, Kyle never trails. Or let's say he does trail by two points and Jake Moody decide he's going to actually kick one of those 68-yard field goals that actually goes up the uprights instead of shanking it all the way to the right, causing me to call my therapist. I don't think that that says anything new about what we've seen from Kyle. The fact is, is that since Kyle has come to San Francisco, he's been one of the more consistent coaches in the league. You either have to side with... Look, the personnel was not there for him to come back in games that he was trailing, or it's a Kyle problem. My pushback on it is simple in the sense of, other than, and I don't know enough of Atlanta Falcon football history to know when Kyle Shanahan was an offensive coordinator, if he lost any games he was trailing when he wasn't the head coach and was just the OC, but as a head coach, I don't know what else to say other than since he's had his best roster, he has been able to come back from these games. When he's had limited personnel, and maybe the team was a defensive-minded team, unless you got that big play fumble or interception, and Jimmy, in all fairness, did have a few comebacks. He had one against the Rams a year that, again, Jarkwiski Tart dropped an interception, which would have yeah. kept... So he... Go. There's so much that goes into these games. Look, I'm not one. That's why it's not, I don't bring up the holding thing when you know when I'm when I'm talking serious about losing to the Falcons or the or the tart drop 
Because at the end of the day, again, Brock Purdy just threw a football off somebody's face and it landed in Brandon IU. That was crazy. I get it, right? I Don't get me it. started on that. Right? That was well, the Lord right there. I love that. Walker, you know, so I mean, it's like, that's life. You know, Eli Manning was just a guy until he attached the football to somebody. Why, why are you bringing up all my least, most? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, right talk, hey, let's talk honest. about And hey, while we're at it. While we're at it, let's talk about that dot to Manningham, right, Matt? Like, this that was just amazing I stuff. Sammy, I think Sammy took the position he took on Kyle because his head coach is an understudy of the Kyle. Same, Manning. yeah. Absolutely, 1,000%. And that's, that's the only thing, hives When he sees the yeah. Miami offense being yeah. ran in San Francisco. Yeah, I just, I just see, I just see Kyle Shanahan. And I immediately think, yeah, that's, that's my guy. He brought me McDaniel. I love man, that. If, man, if only the Dolphins had a quarterback as good as Brock Purdy, man, that would, that would really be helpful for my. You want to know what you're gonna do now, Matt? You're gonna go ahead and move on to the next topic. <laughs> you're right. Wilson to Miami. Bring Zach Wilson. Yeah, he. That's an upgrade right there. And speaking of Brock Purdy. <laughs> Okay, we got to talk about the two MVP candidates on the offensive side of the ball. And obviously, there's been tons of discussion about quarterback Brock Purdy, how good he really is, how valuable he is to the team. But we've seen this offense really change and had a whole new dynamic since they traded for Christian McCaffrey last season. And they both had excellent years. But I want to talk about this strictly from a game perspective. So, Gage, I'm going to kick it to you first on this one, man. Who is more important to the Niners if they want to win this game? Is it Purdy or CMC? That's a tough question because I think CMT is more important to the Niners winning this game, but they need Brock Purdy more in this game. And that's what it's boiled down to, I think, all playoffs because their, their focal point in their offense is CMT. 100% is Christian McCaffrey. If he goes off for two touchdowns, 150 yards, that's what, that's what you need from him. That's what you want from him. And if you get the run game going, you take a lot of pressure off Brock Purdy, which you need to do to win this game. Conversely, they need Brock Purdy more. They need Brock to have a good game, limit turnovers, and just not collapse in the moment and have the moment be too big for him, especially for his first time being there and his second year in the league. To be a tall task, but they need that more out of him. Just do what he's been doing, play his game, and lean on lean on CMC, lean on the defense and just give his receivers a chance to make a play with the ball in their hands. That's what he's got to do. Because if they can't get the run game going and all the pressure comes on Brock, it's, I don't like the odds for San Fran. I don't. So, short answer, Christian McCaffrey is more important because he's more important to the offense but Brock Purdy is more pivotal for them to win this game. Yeah, I agree with one of your takeaways in there. It's going to be tough if if they can't establish the run in this game. I think they will be able to. We'll talk about it more in the keys to keys to victory because I think, you know, Kansas City's run defense is a little vulnerable. But I think if if it turns into a Brock Purdy's got to drop back 40 times type of game, I think it's going to be tough for the Niners to win something like that. But, Sammy, I'm kicking it to you, man. What do you think? Who is more important to the Niners' success in this game? Is it CMC or is it Purdy? This is like one of the toughest questions I've ever been asked because quite frankly, it's like, shut up, Matt. Quite frankly, I, I, I look, look, man, look, I'll give you credit on a lot of things. Okay. I'm going to call it a cookie you, cutter. You don't, question give me credit for, well. you don't give me credit for nothing. What are you talking about? That's literally cap. I give him credit. Ladies and gentlemen, right, Matt, is right. the host, okay. Matt is the host of our show. Save it for the Discord. Hey. <laughs> look, 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 man, look, it's, look. This man is capping. 
I am not capping, but lo- I digress. I digress, Gage. Thank you for getting me on track. I think it's got to be Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy plays the most important position in the entire NFL world, and that's quarterback. Right, sound like and- those MVP voters. Yeah. Um, look, look, <laughs> like I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, look, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is, is he's the guy. He's the guy. I'm, I'm not going to wow. look, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Look, he went to a Super Bowl. Okay. He came back from two deficits. He led a fourth quarter comeback and he led a 18, 17 point comeback. Did that come off the hands of a defensive player that just so happens to be the Lions? It happens, okay? Luck is a part of comebacks. I hope people understand. The greatest comeback ever. Tom Brady threw a pick, or so we thought. It ended up going off the hands of that Falcons corner and into the hands of Julian Edelman. Without that, there's no comeback, okay? You need some luck to get... You need some luck in order to complete a comeback, in my opinion. You also need the other team to be stupid, so that also helps. Um, look, Brock Purdy, in my opinion, he's been accurate this year and he's played very, very well this year. And, and, and I think that without him, I mean, there's no, I don't think there's a way they get into the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll be honest. Like, I know you could say that about any QB, but that's the point. Like what other QB do you guys like, like not on QB. If you guys think any QB can get in there and lead that team to the Niners, who would it be? Who? Joe Flacco? Absolutely not. Jacoby Brissett? No. You can't throw any QB in there. Okay. We we've seen this. Okay. And and I and I could speak up of it because I've seen it. You throw any QB other than Tua Tagovailoa in that offense, that offense struggles. And sometimes that offense struggles anyway. It happens. But look, like, like quite frankly, I think Brock Purdy, at the end of the day, every single hurdle he had to jump for me, he jumped. And I don't think we should discredit him because he has an amazing running back, an amazing receiving core, an amazing head coach and tight end. He has all these amazing things. How many other QBs have those amazing things and can't make the Super Bowl? We're witnessing Mr. Irrelevant go to the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl in back-to-back years. We're not celebrating it though. We're just count. We're just pointing out the fact that he has this amazing roster. And in my opinion, that's disingenuous. That's unfair. I the silence. Like, I'll say it. I was wrong about Brock Purdy. He he lived up to what he was supposed to do. He came back. That was always my gripe with him. He did it in two playoff games. Like, what else do we really need to talk about? I think Brock Purdy more important. Love CMC. I think he should have been an MVP this year. Or MVP candidate this year, but I think Brock Purdy is what makes this, you know, Niners team go at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree with your takeaway there as far as we're not giving Purdy enough credit because of the supporting cast. I mean, every great quarterback has had a great supporting cast. Like Manning had, you know, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, like Brady had Randy Moss, you know, Wes Welker, you know, any great quarterback. Montana had Jerry Rice, Mahomes had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Like, I don't understand why we can't give Brock Purdy credit for, you know, having success with a great supporting cast too. Also, before you start uh, saying, just let me... People glaze over the fact he's coming off a UCL tear, just had surgery. We didn't yeah. think he was going to play this year and then put mm-hmm. up uh, to be in the conversation MVP year and a year. Yeah, a hell of a year. Yeah. Hell of a and year. Now, no doubt. Back to the Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. the people did like no mention of comeback player of the year, like nothing. Like, 
people forget like we might not have seen Brock Purdy play this year. It was like enough time for his ETA to heal and be like, nah, I'm still going to have one of the best years for any quarterback in the league. Yeah, he, he had an incredible year. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, especially coming off a, a UCL tear, especially as late as it happened in the season uh, in the NFC Championship game last year, and then to be ready for training camp and to be ready, be ready to go and be the Niners starter and go to the Super Bowl. You got to give him his credit. I mean, he's been awesome. Hussein, what do you think, man? For this game, who do you think is more important? Is it uh, Christian McCaffrey or is it Brock Purdy? When I rank my top list of basketball players, I never include centers because I don't believe that they're real humans and they play a different game than everyone else. The quarterback that's, position that's such is such an the interesting mo- side take, by the way. That's Listen, such an interesting side take. What? Well, Why? Much yeah. like the quarterback. I mean, centers do play a different game than everyone else. Much that's like true. the quarterback. Yeah. Look, forget Brock Purdy for a minute. You can look at Super Bowl quarterbacks of the past. Their starters, even if they weren't the best, mean more than most of the other All-Stars. You can remove Stan Humphreys from that Chargers team. Trent Dilfer out of that Super If Trent Dilfer gets hurt in that Super Bowl, the Ravens are not winning it, even with that defense, because somebody's just got to exist to at least be able to hand off the ball to Jamal Lewis and throw it to Shannon Sharp. Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy gets hurt on Sunday, the Niners are in a lot more trouble than if CMC gets hurt on Sunday Mm. while CMC is still the best player and the most valuable player. How we define valuable is a very, very subjective thing. But obviously the question, the question is answered by, and it's unfair because it's, you can just insert always the quarterback. It's Mm -hmm. always going to be the quarterback. Take Brad Johnson in Tampa, Trent Dilfer, whoever. So again, in the event that one of those two guys go down, the fact of the matter is that you'd still prefer to have your starting quarterback be the guy taking the snap, play in, and play out. Who's the better player? Who's the more valuable player? It's CMC. What I what I will say, though, in regards to Brock Purdy, without going into a justify why Brock Purdy is elite, we confuse a lot of the conversation with Brock Purdy from a legacy standpoint. It's okay to say, I need to see another year or so from this guy who's 25 games into his career while also being able to admit he was one of the top five quarterbacks by every metric this year. Rich Gannon won an MVP. No one has a Rich Gannon poster, but we have to admit that he was the best quarterback that year. That's fine. And I think what happens especially the way that we cover sports now is we're a prisoner of the moment. I don't need Brock Purdy to go for 300 yards against Pat Mahomes. You know what I need Brock Purdy to do on Sunday? Give me Tom Brady's numbers from the first Super Bowl where he went 60%, 145, one touchdown and no interception. Give me Montana's first Super Bowl against Cincinnati, 157, one touchdown, zero picks. You can be elite by not screwing this game up. But we take these words, game manager, system quarterback, and we passively aggressive say if, if if you're not really pushing or advocating for the system quarterback as it not being a shot, but you're taking a shot, but mm. you're just you're just playing with the word. Brock Purdy is the most important player on Sunday for the Niners because of the position he plays while CMC is the most valuable player. The defense is focusing on CMC. 
but they cannot afford to lose Brock Purdy, if that makes sense. That does make sense. And to your takeaway, as far as what Purdy needs to do on Sunday, just, you know, make don't make mistakes. He needs to do exactly what Patrick Mahomes has been doing all postseason, which is take what's there, take what's given. If you need to make a big play, even with your legs on third down, do that, right? But take what's given to you. Take what the defense gives you. Don't make any mistakes and make the plays that are there. And that's exactly what Patrick Mahomes has done all postseason. But it's crazy how different we discuss the two players as far as, you know, they've gone. But Mahomes has, has been, you know, he's earned that equity as far as we've seen him do it before and we haven't seen Purdy do it quite yet you know so that's an understandable uh, distinction there the one thing that I will say that's interesting about this Super Bowl in in correlation to where Brock Purdy is in his career is we've seen the non-system strong arm quarterback like John Elway get waxed in his first three Super Bowls Mm -hmm. we saw we saw Marino lose to a system quarterback in Joe Montana. But what did John Elway get a couple of years after? Little seventh rounder in Terrell Davis. Brock Purdy has got the Terrell Davis now. Yep. And that is a lot different in what more of the other quarterbacks have had that did not have success early on. In my opinion, McCaffrey, again, not including quarterbacks because they're not real humans. McCaffrey is the best player on the planet that Sunday, not named Mahomes. If you if you, if you want to go ahead and say it with that with Mahomes, he's the best player on the field. It's not Debo. It's not Kittle. It's him. That's who Kansas City is focusing on. And that's quite honestly the best defense that the Niners have. Our long drives with Christian McCaffrey holding it and keeping Pat Mahomes on the sideline. We'll get more into that for the keys of the game. We will, no doubt. And kind of what you just brought up on the, on your very last point is why I think CMC is the more important player in this game. Because I think if the Niners win this game, Christian McCaffrey has to be the MVP of this game. I think he's going to be the one who wins the MVP because I think it's going to be the weight of the world on his shoulders. Maybe not the weight of the world, but I think he's going to be the one who does the primary amount of damage. Because, I mean, you just look on the other side of the ball with the Chiefs. Look at the corners. Sneed and McDuffie, we talked about them already. They might be the best corner duo in football. Now, will they lock up Debo and I? Maybe not, but they'll at least make it hard on him. And you know Steven Spagnuolo, like I just mentioned, who was one of the greatest big game DCs ever, is going to bring pressure as well. Okay, he's going to bring a a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. And listen, they're going to have a game plan for Kittle as well, but they can't stop everything. And we saw Buffalo run for almost 200 yards against Kansas City. So I think CMC is crucial for this game because on the ground, he has to get it going. Because I think in this game, facing a defense in a secondary like Kansas City has, if Purdy's got too much responsibility, we might see a couple picks because he can get reckless and take some chances at times. So I think CMC is going to be very necessary to get this going because if he doesn't, I think it's going to be a long game for San Francisco. Yeah, and... And, and and quite frankly, I understand both of your points, like like one thousand percent. But uh, and let me just r- real quick check what the question was, and and this is actually just like just to make sure I'm not getting right. Who's more important to the Niners, right? Like, in my opinion, CMC is very important, and he's right there with Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy's more important because Hussein, you said it. If he goes down, it's done. Like, like, like the, I, sure. I don't think I, I it's oh, it's over for the night. And I think we'll be in the box playing exactly. run defense. If, exactly. They'll bring out people will be in there. 
they'll bring out the chains for the Chiefs. Like it, it's that it's that simple. So I think you can with without CMC. I think CMC, in my opinion, is he's the best player on that team. At the same time, he's more of a luxury than a necessity. If that makes any kind of sense. Now, with that being said, with that being said, I don't. Like and this is kind of contradicting. It's really hard between CMC and Brock Purdy. I said it. This is one of the toughest questions I've ever been asked because CMC is what makes them tick. But if they were to go down, like Shanahan is one of the best like running, like run game coordinators. Like he's sure. his own run game coordinators. He's the way he calls plays. So I trust him to develop a run game without CMC. But I don't trust I don't trust you know any other quarterback to be able to make the throws that Brock Purdy is able to make. So it, it's a really it's like a gray area for me. I'm gonna lean Brock Purdy for sure because Brock Purdy, in my opinion, he is the quarterback. In my opinion, he's the like set in stone. The quarterback is the most important position in the fo- in football. But so that's, that's why I eventually yeah. I'm gonna lean Brock Purdy. But that's why in this question, especially when we're talking Super Bowl, where there is no next week, there is nothing else. You could have made this question, what's more important, the starting quarterback or running back A for the 60 Super Bowls we've had? And the answer, even whether it's Emmitt Smith behind Troy Aikman, whether it's Roger Craig by Montana, whoever it is, the quarterback is such a Pivotal, like there, it's not hyperbole to say it is the most important position, not just in football. I would argue in sports, you can't lose that guy, even when that guy is Brad Johnson or Rich Gannon or Stan Humphreys or Trent Dilfer. It's that valuable when you got a two thousand yard rusher in Jamal Lewis. I don't think they win if they lose Trent Dilfer in that game. And Trent Dilfer, God bless him. He's a great analyst, and I'm sure he carves an amazing turkey on Thanksgiving. My man. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Trent Dilfer's shout turkey cutting. Unless uh, uh, one day this becomes an audition tape for you. Shout out to Trent Dilfer. Shout out to him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're both going to be. Listen, both of these guys are going to be super pivotal for the game anyway. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's just kind of a matter of preference for me. I think I just think CMC is going to have to win yeah. the MVP if if the if the Niners are going to have are going to have a the best opportunity I should say to win this game. They obviously can if Purdy's the MVP, but I just think it's going to be their best chance to win if CMC is the MVP. But speaking about this game, let's talk a little more about it, man. We want to get into it and figure out how this game is going to be won from each team by giving you some keys to victory. So, Sammy, I'm going to you on this one, man. Give me some keys to victory for both of these teams if they want to win Super Bowl 58. Hey, I know what I just said about Brock Purdy, but the Niners don't run the damn ball against the damn Kansas City Chiefs. Unlike the Ravens, I'm going to lose my marbles. I don't know... I know we spoke our high praises about the Kansas City Chiefs and their defense. They still couldn't guard. They not guard. They still couldn't stop the run for the Buffalo Bills. No. For the entirety of three quarters. Okay. Like let's not like and then for some reason the Ravens were like, let's arm beat the beat the Chiefs. Like, like that's definitely gonna work out. That I, I never understood that, but I think Kyle Shanahan is smart. I think CMC is the best player, the best running back in the league. And I think Shanahan knows that. And I think he's going to say, you know what? We're going to run this ball and we're going to run it consistently, consistently, consistently. 
there eventually then the the chiefs are going to have to stack the box and that's when i think they're going to need to rely on brock Purdy to make some of these throws but i think that at the end of the day the 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 Niners better run the damn ball. Like, 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 I, I don't want to see, I better see CMC get at least like 19, 20 rushes at the oh, very, yeah. very least, at the very least. Now for the Chiefs, I'm going to say the same thing. Run the ball. This Niners defense against the run in this playoffs is the second worst run defense in of the 14 playoff teams that played in these playoffs. The Niners somehow in three in two games played managed to have the worst run defense. Okay, so I don't know the, the second worst run defense. Rather, I don't know who was the last worst. It was probably the Dolphins. But like it's it's just it just goes to show that the Niners at the end of the day, with all of that talent on the defensive end, if you run at Chase Young, you have a chance. And and, and quite frankly, I think you have the personnel. The night the Chiefs have the personnel at running back to do it. So I know it's like, wow, running the ball, Sam. So like groundbreaking. No, in this game, if there's any time to run the ball, it's now. Like, like if there's any time to go old school, it's this game. Okay. You're talking about the weaknesses of these teams. And at the end of the day, the weaknesses is are the run games for both teams. I better expect it's just going to be a smash mouth running down your throat game. I don't expect big stats from the from the from either quarterback i don't are we making predictions yet uh matt no right now later after after this perfect 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 but run the ball damn it run the ball (laughs) yeah i mean it's gonna be i mean the trenches is like a is a is a you know basically what determines the game pretty much every game you know and and and, you know if the if whichever team controls the trenches is going to control the game and yeah both of these run games if they get going keep the other team's quarterback off the field is going to be super super important so hussein i'm going to you man Give me some keys to victories for both of these teams if yeah, they want to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to piggyback off what Sammy said in both teams establishing the run, but I'll dive in a little bit deeper as to why, because I do think that both reasons as to why both teams want to run are completely, completely different. From the 49ers standpoint, Kyle Shanahan, and rightfully so, and as a fan, the defense right now has a lot of questions. I know that the narrative will never be that, and they still think that we've got Patrick Willis back there and that the defense is just shutting everybody down. But look, this this defense that the Niners have to play has to come by time of possession. Every minute that Pat Mahomes is on the sideline and he can't throw and he can't hand off and he can't run and he can't do anything but hold on to his helmet and hope that his wife and his brother are not making fools of themselves on TikTok is a great opportunity for the 49ers to capitalize. On the flip side of it, if playing for a Super Bowl on a contract year doesn't motivate the likes of Chase Young, I don't know what <laughs> Wow. Will. This Niner defense, I will not be surprised if you saw a little bit more of Randy Gregory than Chase Young in this game. Obviously, you see Chase Young, you see a specimen, and he can do so much. But if I'm Kansas City, I am testing this run defense. I am testing this front seven. Because here's what I know. As bad as this Niner defense has been against the run, you know what hasn't been bad? The pass rush. And Boza has decided to remind himself that he makes now 30-something million dollars a year and has been on a tear. So if the run defense is suspect for the 49ers and I want to keep 
Boza off of me because I've got the left tackle that leads the league with the most amount of holds in the league this year. We're going to test this 49er interior line and run right at Chase Young, run inside there against Hargrave, and maybe even run at Boza. What the Kansas City Chiefs don't want to do is drop back with the way that Boza is playing, is potentially have that chess game with the Travis Kelsey and a Fred Warner matching him. So I think both of these teams need to establish the run, again, for two different reasons. If you're the Niners, keep Pat on the side. And if you're the Chiefs, because that's probably right there the weakest part of this 49er defense that hasn't shown up, like Sammy says, this postseason. You know if Pat Mahomes has to do what Pat Mahomes does, he can do it. On the passing side of it, I think what you're going to see a lot from the 49ers is a lot of shifting, a lot of short to intermediate routes. This is yeah. the game where I want all the narratives, all the stereotypes of Brock Purdy that were not true for the first 18 weeks to come to life. This is where I do want him to dump it off two yards to McCaffrey and let him do something. Mm -hmm. This is where I want Debo on an end around and a pitch and let him do something. This is not the week I am going to argue. Yeah, but do you know that Brock Purdy leads an all deep passing metrics? No. <laughs> I want, again, Tom Brady's Super Bowl stats from his first one. Give me a buck 45. Give me a touchdown. Give me zero. I don't want 170 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs from McCaffrey as much as I would take 111 yards, which is what Kansas City gives up on, on an average basis here. But that time of possession is so lopsided. Right. The 49er side. Right. I can do without an 80-yard run from McCaffrey. I'm fine getting four, five, six yards a pop because when you do the math, all you need is 10 for the chain gang to go ahead and move it another 10 yards before the crowd erupts in celebration when McCaffrey ultimately scores. Time of possession, you want to force. If you're the 49ers, you want to force the Kansas City Chiefs, believe it or not, into passing. Max Crosby talked about it yesterday in NFL Honors. You've got to slap Mahomes around. It's really the only way you could do this. So if we could stop Pacheco and Boza can play the way that he's been playing in the postseason, one of the few highlights this postseason, believe it or not, I think it's where the Niners have the best opportunity. Another thing from the Kansas City side, the Niners don't play well against mobile quarterbacks. Sammy was asking me before the show if I wanted Lamar or Pat. And as crazy as it sounds, I want Pat because we just don't play mobile quarterbacks right. But if I'm Kansas City... I would not be hesitant if you're Pat, who's kind of sneaky, really good at scrambling, to yes. do one of those little just kind of stick around, stick around, stick around, because everybody's playing that pass game so far back that it really does open up some lanes for Pat Mahomes to capitalize on it. And I think if he does that, it puts Kansas City in a real nice spot. Yeah, and I want to point this out, Matt. I, I And this is it. This is all I really want to say. I test goes out the window in this game. Like, I test, like, that's it. Like, it's about, like, winning football here from here on out. So... Go ahead, man. For sure, yeah. And I mean, to kind of build on your point with that, with uh, with Mahomes scrambling, Hussein, he was talking about it. I think, uh, I think it was on media day, and he was like, "I think people think like just kind of how I my body looks and how I move. They think I'm a lot slower than I actually am." And he ends up, you know, tricking defenders, and you know, they're like, "Oh, I can get him," and then he ends up, you know, turning on the Jets a little bit and blowing by him and getting an extra five, six yards, you know. So I think that. I mean, when we see it, the, a lot of the biggest plays he makes are scramble plays. And he, you know, you don't think he's going to do it. And it's a third and 13 and he runs for 14 yards and he just kills you, you know? So that's what makes, that's part of what makes Patrick Mahomes so great is he has the ability to do that as well. Uh, but Gage, I'm going to kick it to you, man. Give me some keys to victory for both of these teams if they want to win Super Bowl 58. Well, not to sound like a broken record, but 
both the other two guys before me said this main thing, run the damn ball. You said it last week for both games we covered, Matt, run the damn ball. And it's going to dictating pace, I think, is the biggest part. The saying already already hit it, nailed it. Like, that's the biggest thing. That's how people play Tom Brady. You keep him on the sideline as long as possible, and you have a better chance of winning the game. Very simple philosophy. My big thing is Chase Young's proven to be a liability in the run game, so I'd like to see them rotate him a little more on the line. It's it's wild to say, but he his run numbers are awful if you look at him. His pass rush is great. He's a great player, but with how I think Kansas City is going to come out with Isaiah Pacheco, you, just, you can't allow them to hit five, six yards of carry. You just can't. Because then they proved it against the Ravens. They'll chew up seven, eight-minute drives and just squeeze you to death because their defense was also making work for every yard, too. So you can't let the Chiefs play that type of game. Number two for the for 49ers, you can't let Patrick Mahomes get comfortable. You can't let him sit in the pocket five, six seconds because he's going to find someone. He's going to do something with his legs. You got to make him uncomfortable. Step number one. You can't let Andy Reid have full spreadsheet play call. You have to put him in situations where he's locked into what he can do. Because if those two guys have freedom or are comfortable, it's you're staring down an uneven play, playing field. You just can't. For for the Chiefs, you you can't let CMC get going. You just can't. Stack the box. Make Purdy beat you right away. They've been starting slow. Use it. <clears throat> Don't let him get any traction. Hit him behind the line. Hit him hard. Set the tone. Trust your corners. You have a great corner tandem. And just make Brock Purdy beat you. Make him beat you over the top, too. Like, play play up. Play fast and see what you got. Just use the advantages you have. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm going to be very similar to what all these guys said. I mean, first of all, I want to build on your guys' point about Chase Young. I think when Chase Young got traded for a third to the Niners and Montez Sweat got traded for a second to the Bears, all of us were like, wait, why did Montez Sweat get traded for a second and Chase Young got traded for a third? And then we watched the rest of the season and we were like, oh, that's why that happened because Montez Sweat is a beast and Chase Young has proven to be less than that uh, since he's gotten traded over to the 49ers. So, yeah, I I think that's uh, kind of an interesting point to make as well. But, I mean, listen, my key to victory, I'm I'm going on, this is one side of the ball for each team, and it's kind of what you guys have said, okay? It's with the Niners on offense and the Chiefs on defense because I, about, as far as the Chiefs offense goes, I have no doubts about Mahomes in this spot. I think he's going to find a way to put up enough points to win the game, uh, and he's going to play this game exactly how it needs to be played. If it's a higher scoring game, take some chances, make more plays. If it's a lower scoring game, take what's given and don't make the mistakes. He balances that better than anyone in football right now, and that's why he's the best in the world. But for the Niners offensively, again, stick to what you do the best and what the Chiefs defense does the worst. This is not a Brock Purdy throwing the ball 45 times game, okay? This is CMC all day on the ground and the Chiefs are going to have a hard time stopping that. But this week will decide if that happens or not and if I truly trust Kyle Shanahan learning from his mistakes, not only from his mistakes, but from the Ravens' mistakes last week and from his previous failures or not, okay? If he sticks with what's working and what got him there, they're going to have a lot of success, okay? If he gets nervous, 
panics, tries to get cute, okay, that's when they're going to lose this game. So I think it's up to Shanahan to see whether or not they rise to the occasion and they stick with that game plan that they come in with. And that game plan better be, let's give CMC the football a lot. But finally, we didn't predict we didn't predict this game already for a reason, okay? Because we were saving it for the end. Well, it's the end. That means it's time. We got an amazing game on deck. The two best teams in football are going at it in front of the entire world to determine who the best in the world really is. And only one team can be left standing. So Hussein, I'm going to you, my friend. Who? I think I know where you're going with this. Who is winning Super Bowl 58? Kyle Shanahan is unbeaten when he scores more than 21 points this season. I got 49ers in this one. Ooh, shocking. Whoa. Whoa. 27-21. I think the defense booby traps the Chiefs. The Niner defense of old reveals itself. And the Niners take this. I will say this. Early on in the season, in all seriousness, there was a heavy dosage of Christian McCaffrey rushing attempts that you started to see kind of decrease towards game five, game six, game seven. I think this is the game where we see a little bit more of the first month of 49er football where we saw McCaffrey have north of 20 carries. This is a game I think where McCaffrey needs to rush. Forget what he gets target-wise on the receiving side. I need McCaffrey here to have about 24 to 25 carries. I think they'll get it. I think we'll get a little bit of that i think if the niners again can go ahead and maintain a good run scheme going more importantly not necessarily have big plays but just keep eating at chunks and have a good time of possession i think the niners can win this game i think shavarius ward has a little bit of redemption on his mind former kansas city player there you've got so many great matchups with fred warner and kelsey even greenlaw with kelsey there so much to really uh to really look at in this game i don't know yet is tunny uh listed as out yet for kansas city i know that right now the run game might be something that the chiefs want to capitalize but not having tunny there having uh Jawan, who i believe led i think i think he's gonna be good to go i think he i think he's at he's been active at practice so but i could 100%. be wrong if you go yeah if he's not at 100 percent. you've got tunny i don't know how they're gonna match up you know boza over him or you know or anything like that but i i, I think this is a really good he's out he's out he's out oh boy i'm trying not to smile let me close my face here it's like if i don't do this I think the Niners, I think the Niners, especially after being exposed on film, there's got to be a little gut check time here for the likes of Armstead, Ken Law, Chase Young, Boza. I mean, just they said all the right things leading up to this game. Oh, it was a team effort where we didn't show effort. No, it was Chase Young. We all saw it. We all saw Chase Young not try it. We all say we all saw Chase Young have this reputation in Washington. It was Chase Young. It was Chase Young. All right. So you might see. Uh, you might see a little bit more Randy Gregory and stuff like that, but I like the Niners here in a close game, separating themselves in the end, believe it or not, the costly Pat Holmes turnover. Very reminiscent wow. of Aiden Manning throwing that <laughs> six against the Saints and the Niners. Bang, bang, Niner gang, get their quest for Saints. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I, I got a little Help glass us. of wine just for that. Oh yeah, my! I was gonna gosh. say, help us. Oh, blur that out. Blur that out. There are children watching. Who do you think's the MVP? Who's saying? Who you got for Super Bowl MVP? Um, 
Brady won it when he threw for a buck 45. And I think it was Antoine Smith had about 90 yards. I could see Christian McCaffrey going over 90, maybe getting even about a buck 25. And again, until we are courageous as fans and as voters, I think they still end up giving it uh, to Brock Purdy, even at a level. If you ask me, I've got no problem giving it to the guy that I think should win it with the CMT. I could see Debo having a game very much like he had in Philadelphia and him not getting it. The MVP thing, it, it, it's something that I guess is for another show, but who do I think will win it? I don't even think Brock Purdy needs to play that all out of a game in order for him to win it. Uh, I, my, if I was betting on it, it would be Brock Purdy, who I would like to win it. If he goes for a buck 17 and two touchdowns, obviously, uh, give me Christian McCaffrey. Other than a non-quarterback, be on the lookout. Again, Boza, I don't know the last time a defensive player won it. Maybe Von Miller? Uh, no, I, yeah, I think uh, it was Von. Von Miller I think was, it was Von. Yeah. Boza's, Boza's lined up in a prime situation with the injury to Tunney with those uh with the, with that offensive line really tackles being, yeah uh, yeah barbecue I, chicken anyway those tackles suck my yeah, goodness but this prime i don't know if he'll get it but if, if that's a guy that can maybe really make a devastating impact and he had a great game i think he had two sacks in 19 against this same chiefs team different roster but uh be on the lookout for boza I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna be paying attention to that a lot on my yeah, I mean, uh, for one, your pick shocked me. I, I thought you were going to go with the Chiefs. I'm, I'm truly red. shocked. By, I'm, <laughs> I'm truly shocked by your pick, Hussein. And I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I, I mean, obviously, it's gonna be a great game. I, you said the Niners get 27. That was 27 20. 20. I think they get 27 on. I think they get 27 that, on. This is a high scoring offense. And again, what here's what Kansas City has done. They've played the more popular, and even if you want to consider them elite quarterbacks, and obviously Lamar and Josh Allen, but this is a, there are so many weapons on this offense and so many ways of them attacking you. Again, you've got so many short to intermediate shift type plays. Again, Brock Purdy led in so many of the deep passing metrics. There's a lot of way to attack this defense that I don't know if this Kansas City defense has seen an offense like this. I don't know if it's going to impede them from winning it, but I would argue that Baltimore doesn't have the personnel that San Fran has, and neither does Buffalo. You can name bigger stars, but collectively as a unit, and then look, this is where we'll throw one of those cliches. Defense wins games, the run game works, but football is also a team sport. And we got a lot, if you're a Madden fan, a lot of above 95 guys on that squad. <laughs> A lot of superstars, a lot of superstar X factors on that squad for sure. A lot of guys on that squad, there's no doubt. By the way, just because Sammy likes the Cuban uh superstition stuff on it, uh, if you're if you're a Madden guy you know, and you play Mutt, I actually removed the best quarterback in the game right now, which is a 97 overall, uh, Doug, a 95 overall Doug Williams, put in my brand new Brock Purdy in, and I'm gonna be using that Brock Purdy, even though he's not better than Doug Williams in the game, all through the weekend, because I need to give him some good juju so he can win the Super Bowl for us on Sunday. My goodness. Some, some positive positive visualization there for Purdy. Yeah, that's a, uh, if they get to 27, that's a hell of a performance from the from the, uh, from the 49ers offense, because that Chiefs defense is no joke. So, uh, Gage, I'm gonna kick it to you, man. What do you think? Super Bowl 58. Give me your winner. Give me a score. And who's the MVP? Uh, I don't want to say it. Uh, beautiful. Say it. <laughs> uh, say so it. 21 to 20. Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes gets his third ring. 
uh, off a Jake Moody missed field goal to end the oh. game. <laughs> Hussein. Hussein. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that was last two-minute drill, Patrick Mahomes scored to go up 21-20. Brock Purdy does it, gets him in field goal range, and Jake Moody we, whiffs it. We don't have that's, that. That's a script right there. We don't have and the game. whiffs it. He's, that's a script uh, right there. I like that. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, Super Bowl MVPs, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's, it, it's hard not to give it to the quarterback. They if, if they win the game, unless someone has an absurd day on defense or, like, Travis Kelsey goes for, like, three touchdowns, 200-something yards, it's going to pass. If Damian Williams didn't get it that one, yeah, I was gonna say Damian Williams should have had it. It, I was for the for the for the for someone else other than the quarterback to not get the MVP. The quarterback's got to have like zero or one touchdowns and like a couple of interceptions, and then it goes to somebody else. But if the quarterback has multiple touchdowns, one or less picks, like he's probably getting the MVP. That's basically how it works every single time, you know. So in the last decade, was it um, Edelman and Cup? Vaughn, was it Bobby Wagner or Bruce Irvin that got Michael this, yeah. Michael or Malcolm Smith? Malcolm, Malcolm Smith, Smith got it. Yeah. Random. Yeah. Look at that, dude. Very random. You literally could have given it to anybody that game, and they, nobody would. Have yeah, been. you could have. You could have given it to Russell Wilson or Beast Mode that game, but I think Smith had like a pick six and another forced yeah. fumble or something like that. But yeah, it's it, it goes to the quarterback. You know, 90 percent of the time, that's the safe bet. Uh, especially if the Chiefs win, they're going to look for a reason to give it to Mahomes. No doubt. Yeah, he might not uh, win. Regular season MVP, but he's gonna get an MVP like somehow. <laughs> yeah, somehow always finds a way. Yeah, the uh, they're gonna they'll definitely find a way to give it to Mahomes for sure. Uh, Sammy, I'm kicking it to you, man. Super Bowl winner, who's winning Super Bowl Fifty Eight? Give me a score. Give me the MVP. Uh, I love this time of year, mostly because I don't have to stress about this time of year. <laughs> yeah, um, you never do. Yeah, never ever in my life. Neither does <laughs> Gage. Anyway, um, look, I I think in my opinion the Chiefs are gonna win this game. I do. And and they're going to win it because Patrick Mahomes, I said it before, and I'll say it again, the best QB to ever play the game of football. I think he's going to I think he's going to put on a clinic and I think he's going to, you know, I think he's going to capitalize on the run game working very very well. Uh via Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I think that run game is going to be very work against this Niners defense. I don't think you can just turn it around in one, in two games. Look, the last two games that we saw, the Niners defense has had moments where they've stepped up, but at the same time, they've also had more moments where they have just not been the Niners defense that we know. So I think the Chiefs offense is going to have their way. Patrick Mahomes is going to have his way. The Super Bowl MVP is going to be Patrick Mahomes. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go like a little out of left field here. I think Travis Kelsey is one of those guys who I would not be surprised. They give the Super Bowl MVP because of that, because of Taylor Swift. So um because of and I, then I, and then proposal right into it. Come exactly. on, read that, the script, Sammy. No way that that script. I would literally kick, drop kick my TV. That's not I even mine. It, it would recording. We have evidence. Rob, Rob, <laughs> clip it, clip it. Rob, okay, look. Rob. I say, well, I'm, Matt's editing. I'm editing the episode. Yes. 
130, Matt. I ain't clipping shit. This is already going too long. <laughs> edit, editor Matt, just to let you know, this has gone an hour and 30 minutes. You're going to yeah, love no, this. Anyway, no um, look, let me it, just get to the Super score. It's Sunday video. It's good. Yeah. This. Look, the last one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, and look, also, Matt showed up 20 minutes late, so. Final score. <laughs> Does it have anything to do with the record time, Jack? Final yeah, we, 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 yeah, no, we had to make it longer now. No. <laughs> oh, God. No, the final not. score, gentlemen, children. The final score. I think it's going to be 24-21. I think it's going to be a game-winning field goal from Harrison Butker. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw a deep ball to Rasheed Rice over... They're all pro corner, Charvarius Ward, the former wow. chief. It's just going to be so poetic. It's just going to be so beautiful. It's, it's just amazing, Matt. Go ahead. That's tough, man. Yeah, we're, we're shitting all over Hussein's dreams right now. That's pretty tough. Ah, yes, uh, I'll do it all day. But for me, listen, as everyone knows, okay, I've been one of the only ones to ride with the Chiefs all year. I have not jumped off the Chiefs bandwagon one time, even when they looked like trash losing to the Broncos and the Raiders. Okay, I never backed off them. I simply, I'm not going to count Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey, and their defense, which is the top three defense throughout the entire season. And obviously in the postseason, it's proven to be the best. Uh, I'm not going to count them out, and I've proven to be correct on that, okay? And I simply haven't believed in the Niners hype all year either. I know they're a really, really good team, arguably a great team, okay? But I didn't know if they could overcome adversity, okay? They've been a front-running team basically since Shanahan's been there their entire tenure, okay? I thought they would go down in the playoffs, which they almost, I, sh I thought they would get down in the playoffs, which they almost assuredly would. They did, and I thought they would fold and end up losing. Well, sure enough, they were able to come back by double digits from both the Panther or both the Packers and the Lions at home and win both of those games in the playoffs. That showed me something, okay? Not just from Shanahan, but from Brock Purdy as well, okay? They've proven they can come back and handle adversity, okay? And that's huge. So, Immediately after the Niners came back and won that NFC Championship game, my knee-jerk reaction was, they're beating Kansas City, man. This team feels different. They can come back now, too, man. Kansas City won't be able to deal with that. But then I thought about it. I said, what was said a lot in round one? Oh, this Miami team is different. Tua, Tyreek, Waddle, this running game. The Chiefs are vulnerable this year. Miami can upset them. And the Chiefs won by three touchdowns. Then comes Buffalo, okay? Literally the entire week. All I heard anywhere, all I saw in the chat, all we talked about on the episode was, this is Buffalo's year. They feel different. They're finally at home, and Kansas City is vulnerable. <laughs> Buffalo's going to win. And I was literally the only one in our picks pool to pick Kansas City. And then they beat Buffalo again. And then last week, man, this Ravens team is different. Lamar proved he can perform in the playoffs. That defense is dominant. The Bills were banged up. They haven't seen nothing like the Ravens. The Chiefs were overrated against two hurt teams. Baltimore in a blowout. And then Kansas City wins again by a touchdown. I am not falling for it again, ladies and gentlemen. It is a trap. They are, the two and a half point spread in favor of the Niners is trying to trick you into thinking they're better. They are not better. The Chiefs have the better coach, the better quarterback, and the better defense. Plus, they know they can get it done in these moments because they always do. There's no uncertainty. There's only confidence. Plus, they're playing with a lot less to lose. They've already won Super Bowls and will probably be back. Meanwhile, the Niners have not done it before, have lots of uncertainty uncertainty these moments and have lots of pressure because if they lose it could do irreparable harm to their psyche so with that being said Chiefs 24-19 Mahomes is the MVP again I do not want this to happen I am not rooting for the Chiefs I'm actively rooting for Hussein's team in this game which I never thought I would do because I know a lot of really really goddamn annoying 49ers fans Hussein I know a lot of them they're really really annoying okay but I you're not one of them though Hussein. I simply have to you haven't seen my TikTok videos I 
I simply have to call it how I see it, and I am not a fool. I'm going to put my money on Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey 10 times out of 10. The Chiefs win 24 to 19, and Patrick Mahomes will be the Super Bowl MVP. And I hate to say it, but it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. We're all going to have to deal with it. And Hussein, unfortunately, you're going to be really, really sad over there in the in the bottom left corner, and it's going to be very unfortunate to see. Much like Sammy's disclaimer that I think he was ragging on Kyle because it reminds him of Mike McDaniels. I definitely thought Matt was going to go 49ers just because he doesn't want Pat chasing down Tom. No, so I'm not. Like, he's got to go here with the Niners. He and was- again, that's that was kind of my rationale. It was part <laughs> of my rationale when when the 49ers beat the Lions. I was like, they're different. They're different. And then I thought about it. And I was like, oh, they're not. They're not. Chiefs are going to win, dude. Who am I kidding? You know, uh, I've seen this movie too time, too many times before with my own team. And now I'm seeing it with a with a different team here as well. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I, I'm with I'm with Gage and Sammy here. I'm sorry, Hussein. I just think it's going to be the Chiefs. And again, I hope you're right. I hope Brock Purdy gets that ring and I hope we see him up there with the Lombardi but I think it's going to be Mahomes with his third ring in five years and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be officially a dynasty after they win this one but it is going to be an interesting interesting football game to say the least I know everybody watching this is going to be tuned in as keenly as I am going to be tuned into this game because it is going to be an awesome football game I cannot wait to watch but that is going to be it for us here today on the house call sports grid iron segment thank you guys so much for watching again thank you to Liz for sponsoring this video shout out to the rest of our sponsors that's coffee bros vivid seat sport pillow fight fubo tv and more if you want to check out any or all of our sponsors the links are in the description be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms as well at the house call sports we got instagram tiktok youtube spotify twitter we're up on threads we've got merch you can meet our crew and we've got blogs up our website is www.thehousecall.com and that's going to be it for us peace have fun la had they were they were rolling at the end of this regular season but now with atlanta you're left with more question marks than